to Women Making Moves, where we celebrate the moves that women are making. This is Amy Pons. I'm a master certified life coach. Today, I'm joined with the Sabrina Victoria. Yes. Sabrina Victoria is an entrepreneur at heart. Her company, Human Better 365, is the catalyst behind her community, her nation. She focuses on building confidence, finding your voice, and stepping into the real you. Sabrina works closely with solopreneurs who are striving to hit six-figure years in order to help them build out the structure they need to streamline their time and take their income to the next level. Yes. For over a decade, she's strived to give people the tools they need to rise and human better. She's a speaker, author, host of her talk show, founder of Sober Society, and has built and co-built multiple six- and seven-figure businesses in her lifetime. She now dedicates her life to helping others rise mentally, emotionally, financially, and physically in order to find real wealth in their lives. Sabrina, welcome. Yes, girl. We are curly twins. I can't wait to show the cover art of this of this episode because it's our wonderful big curly hair in all of its glory. So Sabrina, tell me a little bit about what is happening right now and some of the moves that you're excited to be making. Girl. So much. And what's so cool about it is the vibration of which I knew and did not feel is now coming to fruition. And it just feels so cool. (laughs) I've been in the coaching arena for well over a decade and I just started building, like officially building this community called Her Nation about two and a half years ago. It just kind of like evolved out of, you know, the coaching clients, podcasts I've been doing, networking calls. And I kind of got to this point in my career or my entrepreneurial journey where I was like, I have all these women and I need to like put them somewhere. I was literally writing every single one of them down in a book, which I still have. It was literally like a journal and I was writing for every single person. And then once I got to maybe 300, I don't know, of like, not just podcasts, but like just everyone that I was talking to, I was like. I need to put these people somewhere. So I just found them all, put them inside a group, which was not what it is now. It was just like a Facebook group because I felt something. I'm like, something is happening. I don't know what it is. But anyways, fast forward now, and it is now Her Nation. It is a beautiful community of women within a concept of teacher-student. So I always say there's two containers within Her Nation. There is the teacher-mentor coach, and then there is the student or the audience. And the idea is we all know something, right? We are all an expert in an area or two of our lives. And we are also low key, not doing so good in certain areas of our life. So the vibration is showing up all powerfully as the expert you are teaching And then also allowing yourself to show up vulnerably as a student in certain areas of your life so that other women can then show up powerfully and showcase their expertise in the areas that you need help with. And the synergy is just, girl, unbelievable. We are well on our way to 2000. 
and just super excited for the journey, you know, super excited for us as a team, as a nation, to be able to really start making some real moves and some real impact, not only like here, right, we're predominantly in the U.S., but globally, I mean, we're we're already hitting global. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, so you mentioned vibration, and a lot of times when people talk about vibration, it is from a spiritual aspect. Do you mean the actual energy that all of the women bring in together? And I can speak for myself because I'm a part of your sessions every week, and they're amazing, and I love the energy that everyone brings. So do you feel the vibration from a spiritual level or just general energetically or all of the above? You know what's so interesting about this? I was just talking to somebody about this jokingly. My history, I know you know my history, but raised as a Jehovah's Witness, somewhere during the duration of getting pregnant, being dropped by my entire community and my family, and then this whole journey I was on of God and he hates me and the universe hates me and all of this stuff. Somewhere around there, I just kind of dropped the concept of God. And when that happened, I didn't really marry anything. I wasn't like, I'm marrying the universe. I'm marrying spirituality. I'm marrying. I was just like, I am just here and I am being a human and I'm doing human things. And that's kind of where I was not connected in any way to anything. However, I was just having this conversation because at this point I have interviewed over 500 women for my podcast and a large majority of them have you know, they have my full attention speaking on spirituality and universe and vibrations. And I have really started to adopt the vocabulary that they use a lot sooner than I am now, literally just now within like minutes of really conceptualizing what spirituality means for me, what vibration in universe means for me, and really being open to it for the first time in a very long time of this, like a greater source. Yes. You know, and, and I was like you for a long time, I would say that I had kind of my enlightenment or awakening last fall. And that's what really drove me to leave corporate because what spirituality and spirit shows up for me and that energetic and the vibration, what, how that shows up for me now, I know is that for 40 years of my life, I would get this, like this, it's the gut wrenching, like that gut check. And I always ignored her. I call it her. I always ignored her because I was being conditioned my whole life to just plow through it, power through, show up as the divine masculine. Don't show your emotions as a, you know, it's a weakness, things like that. I now know that that is part of my energy and my soul team, like my spirit guides talking to me, they're trying to kind of giving me like a heads up, like, Hey, pay more attention to this moment. You know, that this is like their signal to me. So that's the way that they, they kind of talk to me. So I think it's gorgeous. And to your point, it's what anyone likes to, it's in their own time. It's not about anyone kind of convincing that there is a source out there. It's it's for every individual, but like, that's how I came to know. I was like, oh my gosh. And since I've been listening to her since last fall, I've actually been able to course correct and do things that really feel organic and really amazing to me. So that's kind of, I, that's why I ask about vibration because in my new chapter, like when I vibrate higher. So for mm-hmm. instance, if I were to call someone an asshole or, you know, or to say fuck off to somebody, that's a low vibe. 
fair. They may deserve it, by the way. And, and I think about the fact that I'm trying to raise my vibration so that we can, as a whole society, are you okay? Instead Mm -hmm. of saying like a fuck off, like, are you okay? What's happening? How can I help? So that's mine. So thank you for sharing about your vibration and the energy. So her nation is almost 2000 strong. I mean, like literally on the cusp, amazing job. Ooh, it's thundering. You have so many great sessions every week, month. There's a leadership networking every week that is for men and women or, you know, co-ed. So why for her nation? Because I certainly have an idea and this is why I started this podcast, Women Making Moves. But why do you personally feel her nation needs to be for women, about women, helping women, uplifting women? What is it for you that wanted to go out and find these thousands of women to bring together and say, let's level up together? Yeah. Again, my story. So I joke a lot. Um, I was in a really, really dark place, you know, a a handful of years ago. And one of the things I would do, which I think a lot of people do this is I would go to Google and I'd be like inspirational speakers, motivational speakers, like Google feed me something that will feed my soul. Cause I was in isolation. I didn't have a lot of outside sources because of the situation that I was in and Google would spit out, no offense, white old men telling me that I can do better and be better and inspirational things and you can do anything and everything is possible for you. And white old men saved me. They really did. Like I'm being completely transparent. Every day I listen to white old men tell me that I am worthy and I believed them. And because I so believed them, I was able to pull myself out of the muck. And while this was happening, there was something inside of me that was like, where are all the women? Where are all the women? And I, this whole thing that I, that has been manifested out of thin air was not even a glimmer of a thought in my head. But there was something where I was like, I need to find a way to get women's voices heard. It was just like a glimmer. Like, I'll never forget it. I actually screenshot somewhere, which I I can't wait to stumble upon it someday. But I actually screenshot like three screenshots of Google that day. Because I was just like, so I was like, this is crazy that there's so many men. I had to like keep clicking to find a woman. And the first woman that I saw that popped up was Brene Brown and Barbara Cochran, who I totally fell in love with Barbara Cochran. Her story is very similar to my story, but I made a note to myself that day and it stayed with me until, until now. And now seeing this, there's such a connection of like, wow, more women's voices being heard on the Her Nation podcast, the panels, the events. And the vision that we have for ourselves as far as getting ourselves onto actual physical stages where we're sharing our stories, our journeys, our thoughts, our ideas to other women that might not know. You know, one of the things I talk about is we don't know what we don't know. You know, there was this whole time period of my life where I knew lots of things. I knew sales, marketing, teamwork. You put me in front of any door and I could, I could pitch them like this, sales. I knew a lot. And there was this other area of my life 
that I didn't even know that I didn't know. It was total blind spot. And so many of us have that in our health, in our relationships, in our money, our finances, our happiness, our communication. And the only way for that blind spot to be pivoted is to hear a story. And why not hear a story of a woman warrior to another women warrior so that we can both rise? Yes, I feel that so deeply, so deeply. And this is why I wanted to create Women Making Moves because there are so many women I'm in awe of every single day that are doing amazing things. And they're doing awesome things and getting all the accolades on, you know, that they deserve. But I just want to be one more way so that I can become a platform for that and just get one more voice heard. A recent guest on this podcast was a uh, woman who's, has created a business around uh, bringing laughter into elder care facilities for end of life, kind of quality of life care. It's amazing. Uh, Danny Modisette, you'll have to listen to that. She's the episode right before you. So anyway, she went to Google comedians and uh, she was like the entire list is men. And she was kind of the same thing. And I was like, how many amazing female comedians are there right now? Like fortune beamster, my favorite. So it's just kind of interesting that you say that it like, it, it hasn't quite flipped yet. And I feel all this great work that you're doing. Every woman I meet in your community, I always have in my mind, I'm like, who can I introduce her with? I have this massive network from behind me as well. And there's always someone to introduce in. So it's beautiful. I think there's there's not enough of it because quite frankly, I know you say that old white men saved you. I also feel we're still living in the world that old white men created. Mm-hmm. And so we have to figure out a way with all due respect. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But we're still living in the world that they created. The more we grow strong and bring in allies within the leadership networking and all the things that you're doing, it's that ripple effect. Yeah. We see it all day, every day. So yeah. it's, it's gorgeous. Join her nation. For those of you who haven't yet, it's on Facebook. And if you know me, ping me and I'll get you connected. Sabrina and I talk almost every day now, which is, which is like beautiful and amazing. So thank you for sharing about her nation and why you're really providing this platform for women and kudos to you. So the next thing I want to talk about is recent passion posts that you've made, and it's around an exciting networking call alert with Jeff Brand- Brandis. Brandis. Mm-hmm. Brandis, yeah. Brandis. Okay, so you state, and I'm going to read this from your post. Jeff challenged me with a thought-provoking question: What do you sell? With 15 years of running door-to-door sales teams under my belt, I grinned as a know-it-all. I confidently blurted out, "I am selling myself." But Jeff chimed in, change, you are selling change. Mm. This blows my mind, right? Because a lot of the ways, and I'll speak for myself about working in corporate America for almost 20 years, there's such a rigidity and a way that I was, I was expected to show up. I was actually expected to show up as a middle-aged white man when I was in my corporate executive role. What I mean by that is that I needed to be firm and strong, but not too firm and strong. And oh, by the way, even though I was doing all the the right things, I'm too aggressive or I'm not aggressive enough, or I'm too strong or too emotional. I always got a two feedback. I share that with you based on what you said back is the change. What kind of change were you and Jeff talking about? And what was he kind of posing back to you as it relates to you're selling yourself, but what are you trying to change? Like what is yourself and the change together? 
Yeah. First of all, huge shout out to Jeff. Such a sweet old white man. <laughs> yes. yes, old white man. Yes. 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 He is a financial coach and yeah, you know, sales. He, you know, we we were talking about connections and who I can connect him to and, and who he can connect me to. And I kind of started to joke because you know, I'm like, this is a tough one because joking with him, I kind of give him a little bit of a jab, but I'm like, this is a tough one because I uh, refer normally females to females, first of all. And second of all, when you refer somebody to somebody who doesn't have a podcast, doesn't have a Facebook group, doesn't have much going on, and he's a financial coach, it's kind of me telling that person, like, get your shit together. So <laughs> I was just joking with him. And he goes, yes, you're right. And all, all interactions with humans are sales, all of it. He's like, you and I talking here, we're both talking about our businesses. There is an underlying thought of selling for, for he's like, for me to sell you to somebody else to get them to call you is a sale. He's like, when you're out and about anywhere with your wife, with your spouse, with your child, and you're trying to get them to do something or show up in a certain way, you're telling them, you're selling them on doing dishes. You're selling them on curfew. You're selling them on, on healthy foods to eat for lunch or dinner. And I was like, yeah, hundred percent. I'm with you. And I mentioned my 15 years of experience uh, in door-to-door sales. And that just comes natural for me. And I was kind of, you know, talking about when I came into this world of entrepreneurship on my own, by myself, no longer with a partner and speaking to more and more women, I was like, there's a hiccup within the female entrepreneurial industry, women having a hard time identifying as sales. They don't like to talk about it. They don't like to know about it. They don't want nothing. It feels icky to a yeah. lot of people that I talk to. They're yeah. like, we don't want to go out there and sell. We yeah. want people to come to us organically. Yeah, a hundred percent. And what he was saying was not just women. And I was like, excuse me. He's like, it's all over the place. Men and women have a hard time with sales. They don't want to be associated with sales. They have a hard time selling. They have a hard time talking about their business. They beat around the bush for sometimes call after call after call. And he goes, it's not really that big of a deal. Do you know what you're even selling? And I was like, I'm selling me. You know, I got all cocky. He's like, no, you're selling change. All you have to do when you're on these calls or in these networkings or you're speaking to your community is allow the person to recognize the change that will happen when they purchase or or invest in your product or service. If you can get them to visualize the actual shift or the actual change, the benefit, the positivity that will happen in their life, that's all it is. It's not, yes, sales, but that is what sales is. It's just that. It's not this like hard, gross thing. It's just having them visualize the change. And I was like, wow, that is so beautiful. And what was so interesting during that conversation is this 
that conversation about the change happened on the tail end of the call. We were about to hang up. The reason it came up is because we were, I was doing the whole, like, how can I help you doing the networking exchange before we hung up? And before that, though, we were talking, I told him what I did. He told me what he did. And what he did was, which I didn't really recognize this until after we hung up, is I have all my stuff together financially. Like, I'm good. I have my wills, my beneficiaries. I'm like, I have all my ducks in a row because for some reason I thought I was going to die before I was 35. I don't know why. So I got all my shit figured out for my son. My parents have the things and the passwords and the bank accounts. Like my shit is just legit. And I told him this braggadociously. And then he goes, yeah, I love that for you. How wonderful would that be for your son to have that same thing? Mm. And it felt good. I felt it. I was like, oh, damn. Um, and I I internally was like, ooh, that was good. But what happened is by the end of the call, we hung up. I was like, that was the change. See, he had me visualize that braggadocious feeling I had about myself and how good it feels for me and how light it feels for me to be able to like breathe in that area of my life. And then be able to visualize how great that would be for my 19 year old son to have, to be on a, on a role with that same process and that he could do that for me. And so it kind of clicked how simple it was. It was not salesy. It was just a simple, imagine how wonderful it would be for your son to have that same thing. I can do that for him or something like that. That feels beautiful. That feels really good. I think that attracting the people that are wanting to work with you or don't know that they might want to work with you yet. Maybe it's like through our promotion of ourselves, we try to give that visualization. Maybe it's like having freedom at the end of the day to. I know how I do it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. My vibrations are different than a lot of these females vibrations. And, you know, I pull very much from my story, which is a story of black And that's still very much a vibration that I have inside of me. And that's the drive. That's the fire. That's the passion. And a lot of that is very opposite than, you know, women who are in more of a calmer, you know, thought process. I I just had a probably six podcasts in a row of females that specialize in money, you know, like six figure money coach, you know, financial coach, all this stuff. And the difference of which they all teach money is so different. And there were a a couple, two, that very much vibrated on my wavelength, very like methodical, calculated steps. And I felt that I was like, yes, girl, this is how I got mine. I, I had a plan of action. I have goals I've set out. I look at my money every single day. I, I look at my money every day at the end of the day. And then there's other women that I sat down with that are just flow. They're just, and there's no way of knowing which one's actually making the money and which one's not, you know, you can ask. And that's, what's beautiful too. It's each individual person. But what I do resonate with what you and Jeff talked about was we're all selling change in some sort of way. And I love that, that, that feels really beautiful and organic. So really yeah. love post that you made. When we talk about your work, you've been in sales for a long time. You've been in the coaching arena. What would you share for both people that support the line of work that you do, but also adversaries of work that you do? And how have you been able to further help the supporters? But also if you're in a conversation when, if an adversary were to say, 
I don't believe in what you do. It's hogwash. Like what, what does that look like too? Oh, I haven't really had that yet. Oh, good for you. That's amazing. (laughs) I haven't really had that yet. What would I do if somebody just, you know what? Yeah, I actually have had that, but not in that way. People who are just takers, you can feel the vibration of a taker. Um, They talk the whole time during a networking call. They don't ask you any questions. They don't inquire about you at all or what you need. They talk about them, 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 them. There's somewhat of a close or a not close. It's a little messy. And then they kind of just tighten it up and leave. And you determine right then and there that you probably won't work together. Yeah. No. And I put notes in my CRM (laughs) of like. (laughs) That's a take. Yeah. It just says, girl, no. No, thank you. Yeah, but I'm sure there will be, you know, one of the things that I have had in my life ongoing, actually, for my entire life is individuals, men and women who hate on my positivity. And I've had that my whole life. And and I can feel the vibration even on online here, not even in person, you know, Zoom is, is new within the, I wasn't like doing Zooms my whole life until COVID. It was, it's interesting that I could even feel the vibration over video, but uh, yeah, there's, there's people that have point blankly told me that I'm fake, told me that I'm too much, told me uh, unnecessary, you know, your, your optimism is unnecessary because I do. And even during the darkest parts of my life, I don't, and even my parents are like, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, I don't know where you even got that from because I always show up with a good attitude. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. It doesn't matter what was said to me. I'm just like, I'm alive. I'm alive. Therefore, positivity just flows through my blood. And I'm just, I'm always smiling. I'm always in a good mood. I always see that the glass is half full. And I have actually taught that to my son too. My son is very much the same, very optimistic very rarely complains. And then even when there is a complaint, somehow there's like a pivot of like laughter of like, you know, um, that sucks or something like that. Yeah. That's really the, the only negativity that I consistently have gotten my whole life all the way up until now. I just had one today actually, where the girl was just totally not vibing my, my positivity. And so I, you know, I calm it down a little bit but you can feel it. Like I can keep it up. Like I, I can get serious. You've been with me and all my, my vibrations. Um, but, but, but my normal is like a little higher than average. Like I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, louder and just more animated and I'm just in a good mood. I'm putting my coaching hat on right now. Okay. So that is your unique brilliance. Oh, and we need it. And those get, those people get to have their feelings about, if they don't vibe with the positivity or optimism, that's, they can vibe with that, but it has no bearing on what and who you are. I know you know that, but like, that's theirs to deal with the discomfort they feel that's theirs to that's theirs, not yours. And I heard you say earlier, like people ask, like, where'd you get that from? What's wrong with you? Ah, nothing's wrong with you. It's so gorgeous and we need more of it. And optimism is, and positivity, it's, you've tapped into a unique resource within you that you want to spread with others. Mm -hmm. Nothing fucking wrong with that. 
ever. And those people get to opt out. They also don't get to tell you to tamp down or be less or that you're too much. And if they do do that, lovingly hand it back and say, that's yours, not mine. Yeah. And wish them well on their way. Yeah. <laughs> I felt very protective, protective of you in that moment. Woo. Okay. <laughs> All right. So then supporters of you, I know that, you know, I'm one of them. So supporters of you and your work and her nation, what can we all do more of? We had this beautiful call a couple of weeks ago about the, the open forum and how kind of expanding out. What do we do next? And it does really feel like we're all in this together. And I think one of the most beautiful things that you do is encourage all of us to have our own communities and building out all these networks and kind of branching out from there. Because again, the ripple effect around the world will be, will be her world. I mean, quite honestly, dropping the name, you know, one of the things that I'm so excited about is, and it's already happened once, but I'm not really entirely counting it, but I'm waiting for the day when like somebody says her nation and they're like, oh, you're part of her nation. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I just felt that in my bones. That's what I'm waiting for. And that's where that's the the vision for all of us. So the more, more that we say it, right. As if like, we are, we are Vogue. We are TEDx. We are, you know, like when you drop those names, like if you were like, I'm a, I was on a TEDx stage, everyone is like, no shit. Good for you. Oh, cool. You know, like, Oh, I have a, a thing in, in Vogue. I was a model in Vogue. People are like, no fucking shit. Your status elevates immediately. And that is the vibrations that I, I really want us to create together. So the more that we're like, have you heard of I, um, her nation? Are you part of her nation? As if like, how are you not part of her nation yet? Yeah. Like um, I, would, I would want to put something on LinkedIn. Like I spoke at her nation today and I would be like, whoa, damn. Yes. Okay. yes. There, let's manifest it. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, I mean, that's really it. And this is the thing, you know, and, and what I tell everybody is her nation. Yes. I created it. Yes. My vision and it's not mine. It's ours. And really just pushing forward this concept of we, we are doing this together. We are going to be on stages together and really knowing that, believing that to continue the vision out. And I think that if enough of us are just seeing that vision and just walking towards that, like while we're building our communities and our businesses and our coaching and our expertise and our authority, it's not just you and your community. It's like multiple communities and multiple women working together to create this like conglomerate of just voices that are experts and authorities in areas that we need to know about. And I'm telling you that we all know it, it's a saying for a reason, you know, we're stronger together. And I believe that a hundred percent. And I think that there's enough room for everybody and just really excited for so many women, not only getting it, but like totally here for it. They're like, yes, to all of that. Yes. It feels really good. To me, it's fuck yes to all of that uh, personally. And I am manifesting there will be a 2024 in-person Her Nation conference. Just saying that where we celebrate women for, let's say, three days. I love it. 
And to your point, like giving a stage, you know, to different women that, that attend there, like, can you imagine it's going to happen? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of it is conversations, you know, um, I'm writing down 2024, three day under Amy Pons. So um, what's so interesting about this is this is why it's so important to network. You know, one of the things that I, I know we were closing up, but one of the things that I talk about all the time in business, I know that a lot of people that are in business are, are listening to this. It's so important to make sure I tell my community to make sure you're talking to at least one stranger every single day. I don't care where they are. One stranger every day about your business and learn about their business. I talk to three to five strangers every single day, minus Sunday. It's so important to make sure that you're talking about your business to at least one stranger every single day, if not more, because that is what creates the ripple effect that all of us need as far as rising as an authority, as an expert in our field, right? So it's like sales might sound icky. Yes, uh, bro marketing tactics aren't the way. And also the more people, the more vibrations, the more energy that is being pulled towards you and your business, the more that you'll get back in return. So this whole give, get method of reciprocity, you know, giving, giving, giving the get just will automatically come. It just will. The more megaphones that you have vibrating in your direction of who Amy Pons is, who Sabrina Victoria is and what she stands for and what she's doing, the more that will be vibrated back towards you. So it's all about speaking it to as many people as possible and with enthusiasm, your enthusiasm, not my enthusiasm. Two things pop up from when you say that one, bro marketing tactics, things like that. That might feel icky to a lot. And I'm coming out of 20 years corporate marketing, you know, everything buttoned up and very scheduled. And that doesn't feel good to me anymore. And also, I know that the world still expects that because that's what Mm -hmm. they're used to. So it's for me, the biggest challenge as an entrepreneur and a former professional marketer is like finding that in between because Mm -hmm. I found in the first few months of my business, I want to reject it so hard. And I'm like, no, I need to do a little bit more, but I I need to find the sweet spot of what feels good for me. And then the second thing that you were saying that really resonated with her nation, it's growing so fast. And there's so many of us, people who want to see what all 2000 women are up to, or is there a way to categorize? Like if I'm looking for a life coach, we could like go click on a tab and see like all the life coaches. Is there a way that we can take her nation as we keep trying to grow it? There's also a way to put the community out there to say, if anyone's in need, here's what we all do Mm. to kind of match that need better. Because a lot of times what I'm doing, I'm finding so many women who I vibe with and are part of my new kind of peer set, but Mm. not necessarily those who are going to probably buy from me. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, 100%. That's part of, you know, the the, the expansion out. And creating more spaces within circles. So the idea is to by 2024, 2025-ish, somewhere around there, is to get the entire Her Nation into circle. Um, this way it's our community. So it's there isn't garbage floating around and ads and you know anything else in your feed. 
When you're in her nation, you are just seeing her nation, women supporting women the whole way around. Uh, right now, for those you know listening, uh, Circle is a, is a platform uh, outside of Facebook, very similar to Facebook. And that's where our entire female mastermind is, which Amy Pons is part of our mastermind. And uh, we want to eventually invite every single woman onto Circle and have uh, spaces for them. So exactly what Amy Pons is talking about as far as categorizing um, all of that with Circle the uh, there's different levels. So the, the higher up you go within circle, which means it costs more, the more spaces you get. So as we continue to grow out and get more members that can then go up, which means more women can come in and we can expand and get more spaces for that. So that is one of the, the huge things that we are excited about. And then to have women owning that space or running that space, right? So, you know, women coming out of corporate, Amy Pons could be running that with maybe two or three other women, you know, a whole thread and then a whole mastermind just dedicated just to that or something like that is kind of the idea. And that is, again, the basis of women supporting women, like women teaching, coaching women. And some of those women that are being coached by Amy might be health professionals that are a teacher in another space in her nation where they're teaching on health and wellness or teaching on the menstrual cycle or whatever it is. That whole cycle of teacher student consistently, you know, there's every way me and myself, right? Like I'm a badass in certain areas of my life. It doesn't mean I'm a badass in every area of my life. I'm consistently learning. There's things I'm consistently taking in every day. I'm on a podcast, every other podcast I'm on, I'm literally having like like, holy shit thoughts of like, just my networking call today with Jeff. Like I wrote that down in my notes, the thing that he said, as far as we're, we're selling change or we have to, whatever the verbiage was, I wrote that down in my notes. I have a whole next note section called brilliant ideas. And that was something I learned. I'm like, this is so freaking cool. Something that I can conceptualize, turn into some sort of teaching mechanism to take to her mastermind to then blow our mastermind ladies. So it's a consistent thoughts of, yes, I know things, but I don't know all the things. So creating that cycle for us. Every, every conversation, no matter what is a nugget and learning for your business or your life or something, something it's, it's a nugget, something you just said that I was like, I'm, I'm extremely, extremely passionate about in this moment. And I don't know how to either relate this to my business or what to do with it. But, and so I had my second mammogram today ever. And my first mammogram was a year ago when I turned 40. We don't talk at all about what to expect in your first mammogram. Do you know, nine out of 10 women are always asked to come back because they just don't have a blueprint of your breasts. And so, and then that in and of itself is a multi-hour invasive kind of more testing. I say all of this because you brought up menstrual. I feel like there's a real need for us as women to come together and say, okay, all the kinds of firsts, you know, um, and I don't know how young we go, but like talking about other than getting your first period for the first time, like what is, what is literally happening? And outside of the fact that outside of procreation, like what is your body going through in, in creating your first menstrual cycle? And then, you know, I'm where I'm on the cusp of perimenopause. What in the hell is that? And what do I start experiencing? And when is it? It's supposed to be happening any, any day now. So I'm like, what's that all about? So it's just this, I love your idea of being able to be a support system as well, coming in to the circle. And to your point, 
someone coming out of corporate right now, I can say this personally, I was a very high achiever in corporate life. And even on bad days, I was still collecting a paycheck. As a solopreneur now, I'm still a high achiever. Those two things don't necessarily always correspond. How, mm-hmm. What do I do with that high achiever corporate Amy to the solopreneur high achiever Amy? Now it's like marrying those two is really, really hard. And I forget some days to celebrate myself in the leap that I've made and giving myself grace that it's only been eight months since, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've changed a new chapter. And then one last thing, uh, with an idea for the circle is when I was in corporate world, I created an internal support group for women who were reentering the, the workforce, but it's women who have paused their career for whatever reason and are reentering. And they feel really embarrassed about asking basic questions like, how do I use Outlook now? Or like, what's the new things? And there's like this, there's this shame and rejection that uh, can arise. So it's all of these spaces where we can provide this, this, this safe forum for women to ask literally whatever question and no question, like, and, 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 you know, everyone will say no question's a dumb question, but we really, really fucking mean that. So mm. I have all these things, Sabrina, that's like, I feel like I want to stand up and I don't know where or how, but I just want to be a resource for women so that they don't have those, if they have those feelings that come up of shame or fear, like how can we help be there in a really safe space and not further the judgment that they might already feel from society. So got pretty deep there right at the end. (laughs) I love it. That was great. I wrote it all down. I think that's absolutely fantastic for sure. So what are your closing remarks and where can we find you? (gasps) Well, my website is simple. It's my name, sabrinavictoria.com. Closing thoughts. You can do it, whatever it is. I don't know if you're going into entrepreneurship, you're going into a career, you're starting a new lifestyle, you're trying to quit smoking. You can do it. Find a support system to help you. Thank you, Sabrina. You can find Sabrina at sabrinavictoria.com. She's also on Facebook. And like Sabrina said, you can do it. Mm. See you next time. <laughs>